Hello out there in their basement land. It is Mando Sunday and we are back here to talk about the penultimate episode of uh, uh, season two of The Mandalorian. I'm here with my man Alex. Hey guys. And we are covering uh, chapter 15, The Believer. So uh, we are here. We are excited to roll. What an episode. What'd you think, Alex? I thought that this episode was amazing right out of the bag. Yeah, what a great episode. You know, yeah. it's, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, one of my favorite episodes for the season would be one that has no Baby Yoda and is the Miggs Mayfeld redemption episode, I would have been like, <laughs> I don't know, buddy. We, we got some things to discuss. But, hey, here we are, man. Um, so we're back. Uh, it's Mando Sunday. Uh, we, we watched it twice. We like this episode so much. So we got a lot of great things to talk about here, I think. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll start with our usual top three uh, spoilers, of course, for uh, Chapter uh, 15, The Believer. Uh, so go ahead, Alex. So let's start out with you this time. As part of your top three things, or, or you'd like to review, you'd like to discuss, shoot, go ahead, man. What's your All name? right. My third one would probably be the Scrapyard aesthetic and music. Yes. I, the Chop Fields, the, right? Yeah, the Carthon Chop Fields. Carthon Chop Fields. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be like farming, but then I realized... Oh, this makes a lot more sense. They're prisoners. They're doing like the junk stuff, you know. Right. They're junking yeah. old. It's it's a it's a new republic. Some kind of you know prison planet or, or, or chop fields where it looks like they're carving up old imperial scrap, you know, old tie fighters and ships and such. Um, they're using those super cool walker cranes that we saw. Yeah, that we uh, saw in one of our other favorite episodes on Trask. Yeah, on Trask. Yep, and, and that's where they pick up Mix. Yeah, and basically. I thought that Miggs, honestly, was going to be the character that he was in the Prisoner episode. But they really changed him when he was in prison, I guess. Like, his character thing. Now he's not really a free man anymore. He's sort of... And you get to see, like, Miggs, Miggs the other side, basically. Yeah, it's the redemption of Mayfeld. You, you, you delve a little deeper into that character. In, in uh, Chapter 6 from last year, we get kind of the... Jerk, you know, former Imperial Stormtrooper who's pretty much taking pot shots at Mando and trying to get him to take his helmet off. And you think he's kind of a bully, you know, and, and just not a great attitude, all the thing, you know. Uh, and it, it turns out we get a lot more uh, on his history here that we'll go into later on. But yes, yeah. exactly. And I, I actually really like that opening music. Yeah. Place. yeah, 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 and we we grabbed opening music for this one from Chapter Six, a callback to the Prisoner from last uh, uh, last uh, uh, season. But um, yeah, I agree, Alex. I really like the Carthen Chop feels. I thought it was cool. Um, reminded me again, you know, going outside canon for, for folks. You know, it, it reminded me a lot of the Jedi Fallen Order video game where Cal yeah. Kestis he starts out on a very similar uh, yeah. prison planet. Uh, Though I do have to say, Cal Kestis. He's, I know what you're talking about, but he started on more of, like, a junk city. Like, this one's, like, a field. He actually started on, like, a layered, like, building scrap thing. Like, there's, like, under layers Oh yeah. the whole thing. This is just a big field of, like, imperial junk, basically. Very cool. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I totally agree. Thought that was great. I also liked how we kind of quickly... Cara Dune used her official capacity as a marshal of the New Republic... She came up, she showed the credentials, and boom, Miggs is on the, he's on the slave one and we're out of here. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like the, you know, hey, where are they taking me kind of thing? Is it, you know, do I... And then one, <laughs> of, one of my favorite jokes uh, is 
he sees Boba Fett, by the way, shined up armor, not no longer sandy and dusty. Yeah, Boba Fett's cleaned like, himself up. Yeah, him and Fennec Shand walk off this ship, and he's like, oh, I thought you were this other guy. And then the Mando walks out, and he's like, oh, hey, Yeah, hey, he, at that point, he's really, you know, thinking he could just go back to his, his, uh, his chop field uh, location. Yeah. But, but very cool. We got, we've got, at that point, we got Mayfield in. I also like the... Them inside the Slave One, as you watch the ship kind of rotate around them, they're like sitting on a platform, and as the ship raises up and kind of rotates, like they're sta- they're stationary, and the ship rotates as like the it, it turns and 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 takes off to the yeah, planet. Yeah, that's what I I also thought that that was really cool. It's like mm-hmm. from their perspective, the ship is moving. Right, the ship is moving, and they're but, standing stationary. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because you never see the inside of both the interior. Of it. Yep. The only thing that comes close is the um. Empire Strikes Back, bringing Han into the slave. Right, but, but you don't see the interior. Yeah, you don't. Shot. Yeah, basically, yep. this was really cool. Yeah, uh, you um, and uh, what's your number three? Number three, since you uh, did the chop fields of Carthon, I think my number three will be Morag or Morak. Morag. It's Morak. Morak. Yeah. So from Migs, they get the location of in order to get the information that he can provide them, he needs access to an Imperial terminal. Uh, in a, at a nearby area that he knows of as a uh, you know munitions yeah, it's or, or like mining a, base. Basically, it's like a secret like imperial like rhydonium. Right. So basically, they're they're mining this rhydonium, which is, is either uses an explosive. It seems like obviously it's very volatile. Um, they're using it as a, a fuel or an explosive for weapons production. He knows about it, and you know everybody's kind of raising their eyebrows about how Biggs are, knows so much about an imperial remnant. Um, well, and they show up. He it's, was ex-imperial. It's this super cool jungle planet, essentially. So we get a you know a, a, another whole new uh, you know Star Wars environment um, where they're transporting this Rhydonium through uh, you know ho- hostile native territory. You know from where they're mining it to this base that he need they need to infiltrate, um, and we kind of cook up the uh, Mando's Eleven yeah. plan to and infiltrate the base. You know, I thought that the aesthetic of this place really reminded me especially about this scene that i'm sure will be on our lists later right but it felt to me almost like a jungle safari where you're in like one of those like jungle vans and you're basically just going along this dirt path seeing all these things maybe seeing like a native village Mm -hmm. and then like you don't see wildlife in mando but like you know it looks very wildlife friendly and i thought it looked really cool and it was very you know like when it would you know, like we'll talk about it later, but we, we talked about this during the episode when he gets up on top of the transport, you know, the juggernaut or whatever that they're using to transport this uh, radonium, and he's battling these dudes. Like it's very like also like Indiana Jonesy when he's like punching dudes off the tank. It's very uh, reminded me a bunch of what I thought about it a little more that scene from Solo that's really cool where they're doing the Frozen version when Han and Chewie are on top of the train and all this. It's just very the director of this Rick Fukuyama. Like, he did um, episode two from the initial season. Which is my dad's, like, favorite. One of my favorites so. of all time when they're, when he's doing the Jawa and gets the egg and the mud horn. And he did episode six, The Prisoner, and he wrote this episode. And well, that makes sense. I, I, I could tell that, that old Rick Fukuyama and I would have had a lot of fun in the sandbox playing with our Star Wars toys back in the day. Because every time he gets a hold of an episode, I feel like I'm playing in his toy box. And I'm just totally down. I'm like, yes, you know. There's, I just, there's a little kidful yeah. glee that I get yeah. to watch. Also, uh, you know. if you want to learn more about Rick Fukuyama on Disney Plus, there is the Mando document, which is the Mandalorian document, which documentary, basically, yeah, yeah de- documentary, mm-hmm. well, which we re- abbreviate to Mando Doc. But um, it's basically like a, 
a bunch of episodes. How many episodes? Eight? I think, I think it was eight, and they're releasing more after the end of this yeah, season. Yeah, but like... But yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, that continues the Mando tradition, because eight episodes in season one also. But, and he's a big yeah. feature part of it. And so. basically, it shows you all the directors, the tech behind it. So if you want to find out more about that stuff, it's right there on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, check it yeah. out. Um, let's see. So that's... Uh, yeah, our, our, so our, our both top three were the, the two... Excellent new locations we're introduced to. So into the plot, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll kick number yeah, two. Which I number think two, that my number two, uh, I'm saving my number one for later. But okay. my number two would probably be the escape from the mining place, like just the whole mining place thing. You know, uh, after after probably my number my number one. They get out, and you get to see like all these Imperials going like, "Yeah," and because right, they yeah, they, they, yeah. they will get through the the yeah. Let's just let's just wait. Yeah, but yeah, they they do something cool, and the Empire's like, "Yeah," and then uh, basically what happens is Mando uh, and um, Migs they basically have to um, go to this terminal, which is facial scan, and of course Migs walks into the bar, no helmet on. <laughs> Of course, right. he leaves it in the uh, vehicle, and he sees this officer that we later learn is actually super scary, and he's like, that guy is like super bad news. Valen Hess, yeah, we, I believe is his name. Yes. And, it, it, you know, geez, you, you want to talk about central casting, just dark villain. You know, later on when they sit down and he, he says, hey, you boys, you know, you brought the Redonium, you know, come talk to me. And you just, you realize, like, this guy lives to him are nothing but statistics in the in the in the pursuit of all the ultimate goal of the empire's dominance he doesn't care if it costs ten thousand troopers lives he doesn't care if it costs a hundred thousand people's lives as long as the empire expands his influence and he get, continues to gain personal power you know it's all that matters to him and yeah, and yeah so you, 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 see, you yeah. you're like whoa boy this guy's bad and, and i was just i'm like oh my god Biggs is gonna shoot him yeah, Biggs, no, don't do it yeah Biggs, well, don't do it you well, know no honestly near the <laughs> At the yeah. start, I saw Migs starting to be like thinking, "Don't shoot him," and I was like, "Well, Migs was at first managing the situation, yeah." And then the guy kept hitting him below the belt with all the horrible stuff that went on, and he kept getting losing control. No, well, yeah, you could literally see it yeah. in his face. But like, good acting job at, by the, Bill Burr. at the start. I was like, "Don't shoot him, Migs," and then I heard all this stuff, and I'm like, "Shoot him, Migs." <laughs> <laughs> And then, well, yeah, yeah, and, and also... It was getting to a point where you just probably, knew something bad was going to happen. Probably the other thing that's pretty big is Mando actually, uh, he, he has to change into an Imperial Guards uniform, so he doesn't show his face, but he's in a, he's not in the Mando suit in this episode. Right. And so, basically, Migs can't go in there, but Mando can. So Mando, it's face scan on the computer, but Mando has to take his helmet off, and he does... But then, of course, Valen Hess is, like, trooper. And then before he can put his helmet back on after he gets the data chip, like, he's helmetless and he's talking to him. And that whole talk with Migs and Valen Hess, Mando does not have his helmet on. Well, and it, t- it ties into interest, like, the, the title of the episode, right, which is The Believer, which you kind of start out with, like, okay, who's the believer? Is it Migs believing in the Empire? Is it? But w- when you really focus on their conversations as they're in the juggernaut, right... When Miggs is basically saying, like, hey, you know, if you can end the day in this crazy galaxy, in this crazy world or whatever, where you can sleep at night, you know, you're ahead of most people. And you realize that it's not so much that there's black and there's white, good and evil. There's a whole lot of gray in the middle. And he basically kind of says to Mando, like, 
you know, that whole thing with the helmet, you know, okay, so you took off your helmet to put on this other stormtrooper armor. So is it that you can't take your helmet off or you can't show your face? At what point, where's the line? And he's basically making the point of like, everybody has lines where when things push comes to shove, you'll cross them to, to do what you need to do. You know, in this case, you know, we know for for the Mando, it's Baby Yoda, it's the child. He'll do anything to rescue his his child at this point. Exactly. So you know, it it really does kind of show you, you know. For me, at the end, I started to believe that the believer was Mando. You know, I in thought the that Creed was, with his helmet and all, but he's starting to realize that, th- that nothing is as important. And, and hey, as a dad, I understand nothing is as important as your children and, exactly. and protecting them and protecting the ones you love. You know, so is it important to belief in this old creed that's important? Or is doing anything that you can do to save your loved ones. And, you know, he takes the helmet off. Yeah. And kind of interesting, and like, I, thought, I, I yeah. wasn't sure why, we talked about this, like, why him showing his face was able to get the data. Because the whole reason he's there is to get the information on where Moff Gideon is. So is he an imperial, like, how does he have imperial I think clearance? it's just non-republic and non-wanted by the ISB. Okay. Or, well, you see, here at the start, they come in and they're like, Migs can do it. Mando can't show his face, but he does. And so, so he goes with him, and uh, uh, Cara Dune is a rebel dropper, so they would be she like the red flag. Fennec Shand, Fennec Shand like is like wanted, and Boba Fett, Boba is, de- Fett is, is the no, clone trooper no, model. Boba Fett is literally deemed dead, <laughs> and he drops a pretty yeah. They might recognize my face, which was pretty was a pretty good joke. I thought yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah he, it could be any yeah. clone trooper on the planet. You know yeah. <laughs> at that point, his face is. Might be recognized. Yeah. Um, well, also, if they probably wouldn't see, but he is like deemed dead. Like no one knows that he's actually alive. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So and also, uh, the second part of that escape sequence is Mig shoots him. A trooper, uh, a trooper sees and Mig shoots that guy, and then everyone gets in on it. Right. They kick down this. Super flimsy window. <laughs> Again, the Star Wars contractor is like, who's in charge of the safety around here? Like, you know, one slight kick and the whole thing falls no, yeah. out. And it's like, the it's like the window <laughs> isn't even glass. It's like tilted metal. If you think stormtroopers are bad, the safety department, the Imperial safety department, there's like five yeah. guys that yeah. take Mando's it just like, ding. <laughs> yeah, he, just, but anyway, yeah. He just, yeah, he go. just, yeah, he, yeah. He, and then they do it. And I really like that sniper scene. Oh, it's great. So, yeah, as they're escaping, they're escaping. And they had set Fennec Shand and Cara Dune, you know, the, the uh, Imperial sniper or, you know, former Imperial or, or work with Imperial snipers. You got the Rebel Dropper over there. And they're picking off dudes left and right as they're escaping and making their way, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And, and then, then gets them off. And the then, yeah, Fett gets them off. Uh, Mig shoots the Rhydonium that they delivered. So it's all, the place is up in flames. Right. And, and that, that was an extra. Yeah. That wasn't part of the plan. He threw that in, and that kind of gave the wrinkled eyebrow to both Kara and Fennec that they were like, huh, didn't see that one coming. Because the whole time as we're watching the episode, we're thinking, also, at what point does Mayfeld sell Mando out? Is now the time? Is now the time? Yeah, well, the When's second, the second yeah. time that we watched it, we were like... We could relax a bit more. Right. We, we could wind in, but and you also, see from his perspective too. From Mix's perspective, he has no love for the Empire. Yeah, he, he's making the argument to that you know jerk uh, officer Valen Hess. Yeah, you know, tell that to the people that died. You know, yeah, oh, it's well, a, uh, sacrifice for the Empire. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and, you made the call that all these people got killed. Yeah, well, also, um, he does make this really comment that actually I really liked. Once they're done escaping. 
which, by the way, the escape sequence is great. The best sound in all of Star Wars. Okay, are we going to do that now? We have to do it, right? All right, we've got to do it. Yeah, again, Rick Fukuyama, I love you, man. Like, they didn't even have to do this. You know, here comes Fett. He swoops in. He picks him up. We're all good. Somehow, Mayfeld blows up the base, and then two two, uh, TIE fighters, random TIE fighters must escape. And pretty much the whole reason is so he can drop one of those uh, concussive death charges from uh, Attack of the Clones. Which is, by the way, my dad's only part of the movie that he actually likes. Oh, yeah, Attack of the Clones has its many issues. But, man, that one scene where uh, uh, you know, Boba's chasing down Obi-Wan and, and he drops the death charges. But anyway, but that whole reason that exists then, is so they yeah. can just drop one of All those. All right, let's do it. Three, two... One. And it's great. Yeah. And uh, and also, uh, what I was getting to was when Cara Dune said, that was some nice shooting back there, he said, nah, I was just getting some stuff off my chest. Right. Like, he's doesn't like the Empire at all. Like, right. now that we know that. And I th- I actually really liked Mayfeld as a character through this oh, whole thing. Oh, it's the redemption of Mayfeld. You know, yeah. And so much so at the end of your the, the, the extended scene we've been discussing... You know, Cara Dune, as an official uh, of the New Republic, the of the you know, the marshal, she says, oh, "It's a shame that uh, Mayfeld didn't make it through this operation." And off he goes to freedom. So yeah, he's done enough in her eyes by redeeming himself and, and his actions through the course of taking mission. out Imperial base and basically hating the Empire. So you right. know, that's pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah, because in the prisoner, it wasn't him that killed the guy. It was oh uh, no, it was the, it was the crazy Twee. Yeah, crazy Twee. So anyway. That was an extended number two, but uh, yeah, it had to honestly, be discussed. Yeah, that might be your number two, too. Well, I, for my number two, briefly, uh, I have to. we have to talk about what leads up to getting in the base. we got to talk about the, you know, they're driving this Redonium, and where we had the conversation. Well, basically, we it's, about, like, it's like this Redonium tram, almost. Yeah, it's like a big, you know, big Four uh, wheeling. You know, Star yeah. Wars Humvee, we'll call it. They're tramming it from where they're mining it back to their base. And, you know, as part of while they're driving, they're getting calls back from the bases. They're seeing these huge explosions of these other juggernauts. And they're like, keep it sturdy. And Mayfeld is like, what? Um, You know, so as they're driving through, again, Mayfeld, you know, says, hey, to these folks on this planet, New Republic Empire, we're just trespassers. So, again, we're kind of getting that, like, view, the same view that we got of the, the Tusken Raiders, the Sand People, where it's like, you know, to these big galactic events, to all these, you know, these these native folks, you know, they don't care. They just see people mining their stuff and messing up their planet. Um, so, you know, these uh, uh, pirates or raiders are, are, are trying to explode the Redonium that the Empire is basically stealing from them. Um, so we have a whole extended scene where they're, you know, they got the detonators, they got these sail barges kind of things that look a little bit like from Jabba's Palace yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, um, uh, and basically they're trying to blow up the Redonium because it's highly explosive. Like, yeah. And also, you can see in this whole sequence... They're like, they have this little bar on their four Redonium like things, and it's like, and it's got a green, a yellow, and a red, please stop. Right. Because if the Redonium goes all the way up on the red bar, then like, you're done. Again, thank you, Rick Fukuyama. Again, I'm sitting in a video game. It's just like you're transporting it. You push the gas too much, the red meter goes up, and you're going to blow up. If you don't stop it, the bad guys are going to get you. So, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Eventually, Mando fights them off, of course. But and right as they're about to get to the base, and we're about to be overwhelmed by, like, you know, 10 dudes with detonators. All of a sudden, the TIE fighters show up, probably the same two that get blown up by the depth charges. Exactly, yeah. You know, they show up and it's, whoa, hooray, we can't believe it. The, uh, you know, the, the TIE fighters showed up for the first time. It's like, oh my gosh. And by um, the way, it was a great scene where, like, basically Mando was like, yes, 
I beat the two things because he doesn't have his Beskar, so he's all beat up. Like his his armor like takes one hit and it like shatters. Basically. Yeah, yeah, he's and, getting oh, cut and also, up. His also, gun doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, what happens is first the first round comes, he shoots him off, and then second round comes, he shoots one shot and it doesn't work anymore. Right? Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> so have he has his to do Mando martial arts. A plus stuff. Yeah. yeah. So and so yeah, and basically then like they're all like yeah, and uh, also that was three transports of people, and there were. Like even though you couldn't speak their language, you were like, "Oh, they wanna, they wanna blow it up," because everyone was like, "We've got detonators." Right, like, they're ready and, to go. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's number twos for us. So number ones, we covered a lot of stuff, but uh, do you have a number one as well? Alex? My number one was the transport scene. Transport scene. So Very good. Uh, that was yeah, it was really nice. Also, one more thing to add that we already said. I really just liked the connection between Mando and Mayfield. Mayfield in the transport before the action scene started. When they were talking about that stuff, like having to sleep at night, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and again, from from last season in episode six, you get the impression that he's just teasing Mando, he's bullying him to get him to take off the helmet. In this episode, I feel like, you know, maybe some time in the chop field, some time to reflect. He's basically, you know, saying like, look, man, you know, hey, we're both men about the galaxy trying to do what we can to survive. Like, if you have to take off the helmet to do what you got to do, that's fine. I'm not going to say anything. And at the end, he gives them the respect when they're and leaving, he's like, I never saw your face. Right. He says, you know, I'll never say anything about you taking off your helmet. You did what you had to do. And that right there, I mean, you know, hey, can, what a dude. You know, I mean, like, that's that. it shows him the ultimate respect, yeah. I thought. So um, uh, so we'll, we, we cover that for the most part. And that, so for my number one, as we're getting to the end here, I'll get to the point where, you know, mission success. We've blown up the, the evil Redonian base. We've got the data stick. We have the coordinates. Oh, I know what your favorite right. is. <laughs> I, you know, all of a sudden, boop, we get a phone call. We get a Star Wars uh, collect call, the Mando to Moff Gideon, and he basically parrots back that uh, initial kind of terrifying, you know, thing that Moff Gideon made last season of how much he wants the child and how much he means to him. And this time it's Mando dropping that dime. Yeah, because last and, episode, and Gideon looks yeah. a little, he's looking a little, you know, pale. Do you look a little pale? The shorts might be a little, might be a little full. He, he, you know, he doesn't like hearing these words. And from Mando's, um, you can tell Mando's coming, and he's bringing the magnificent however, you know, Mando heat. Yeah, he's bringing some Mando heat. He knows yeah. where he is, and then of course that leads us right into you know next episode, which is going to be Mando's heroes. Showing up and, 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 you know, getting Baby Yoda back. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that the Dream Team, uh, unfortunately, not Migs anymore before last well, episode. Free, yeah, well, off. yeah, well, um, honestly, last episode with Migs, I was like, Migs Mayfield. And we yeah. were both like, hey. what? Uh, what? It, but, hey, it worked It worked. Out. It worked fantastic. And, um, Great episode. But, yeah. like, yeah, um, I think that the Dream Team will... Consists of definitely Mando, Fennec Shand, and Boba Fett, and probably Cara Dune at this point. I think Cara Dune's in, you know, and uh, I think those are our four I think heroes. that, uh, yeah, and remember, we've always, for, for predictions, we've always got that rebel badge to press and they just come right over. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that we get some New Republic support now that we know where they're at. Because remember, yeah, we've had Trapper Wolf and the guy we never remember his name. Yeah, um, Trapper Wolf and that other guy. And that other guy. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they have interest in you know deterring Empire incursions in this area, so they can call them in for big support. And then the other, you know, the last dime that we're going to potentially get is, you know, who did Baby Yoda collect call with the Force? Uh, from the temple, you know, from yeah. the top of the mountain. I, and the we're still thinking episode. Ezra. There's no hints at you know, anything else. I, I think there's a possibility that we... New, New, New Republic shows up. Mando's heroes kick butt. We have Baby Yoda back. 
And then we similar to like last season ish where we had the Fett thing kind of show up on the on the um screen uh, you know, or, or like his 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 legs come in at the end of episode five. Yeah. I think there's a chance that we get a look of some Jedi in a or cloak or something. Some, like yeah, that. get yeah. a look of a cloak from the back or you know. Or, or maybe he even just, attracted a Sith. Who knows? Something. I don't something. Know, something. Yeah, and, and oh, maybe oh. that would be season three villain if yeah. they settle. Yeah, because I think that they probably settle Moff Gideon oh. next episode. But yeah. also, before we forget and get too far into predictions, let's do rankings, rankings. of the episode. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Out of um, out of uh, ten uh, juggernauts full of Redonium, what do you, what do you give this uh, episode? Nine point five. Out of ten, yeah, I, I, this this is woo. This was a this was a slammer, man. I, I'm gonna go nine point five too. I thought it was fantastic. All right. Uh, before we go, uh, one other you know just a, a Star Wars news drop, Alex. Uh, we've got you know based on a lot of the success of the Man- Mandalorian, I think, and the popularity of Disney Plus. Disney announced that they're going all in on Disney Plus, like a, yeah, like a they, double push that. Yeah, they've got a new Star Wars stuff like Content Ahsoka, Obi Wan. Yep, we're Darth getting Vader. you know basically two direct sequels or, or, or related shows. Ahsoka from this 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 series, and of course we talked about from the other cartoons. Obi Wan, she's getting her own ep- a show. There's a show called The um, Rangers of the New Republic, which is a Cara Dune. Is it based on maybe a Cobb Van? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Uh, they're, they're doing a bunch of additional cartoons. Like, the Bad Batch. Like you said, Obi-Wan is getting his own I show. I think that there's a Vader one, too. Well, Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen is going to reprise his role as Vader. So I think we're going to get a look in the Obi-Wan show of, like, Luke is, you know, 9, 10 years old. And Obi-Wan takes one more chance to try to turn Anakin back to the light. Oh, and... Um, I think um, that's possible. Yeah, th- and then there's and, cartoons, there's Japanese anime. And um, I think that there... And for Marvel... There's like this one that's called What If that I right Marvel is going all in. They also announced a um, uh, the one theatrical release they announced was Rogue Squadron, and that's coming out in 2023. So basically, what we're saying is, yeah, Marvel wise and Star Wars wise, folks, Disney Plus is is going all in. They've joined the the uh, streaming wars, and I think the future of your entertainment isn't necessarily going to be in the theater. That that'll still be there for an occasional special event, but I mean, they made it it's clear yeah. that the yeah. future of Star Wars is on the small well, screen also, and the presence of, in, in, the, in the pleasure of your yeah. own living room. Well, also, one more thing before we end this. Uh, I think that this will just be a big step up. Because, like, before Disney Oh, Plus, and Cassie Andor. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I yeah, forgot. Andor. Yeah, Cassie, yeah Andor. We, we're going to get the whole background of what Cassian was doing leading up to Rogue One. Sorry, I knew there was one Oh, yeah, the guy that looks like Pedro Pascal. He does look a little bit, especially now that he's cleaned up. Not yeah. Like, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's basically like before Disney Plus was given out, basically, like all of these movies that you'd seen before, like the Marvel corner of movies that like we basically just got streaming with Marvel, Star Wars, and really the only new stuff that we were getting was Mando and Mulan, which one is great, and I don't know about Mulan, but you know, now they're bringing the heat. Like, yeah, right? yeah, they're, they're, they're developing their own content specifically for Disney+, and it looks like it's going to be just fantastic. And, and I like, too, for the, especially with the announcement of the Ahsoka show, um, you know, Ahsoka's going to be her own thing, which is great, but the Mando gets to live in its own universe as well. I'm looking forward now. I'm even looking more forward to the Ahsoka show on its own thing. So she can have that own storyline with Ezra probably and probably Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mando we can keep mostly as Mando and, and our story that we've come to love with Baby Yoda and Grogu and all his crew. So. Yep. 
Uh, and with that, I think that we ended th- our predictions. I so think we read it. the predictions. We've got additional stuff to cover. So, so keep your keep your Disney Plus accounts hot, guys, because they're going to be starting to fill up with keep some them subscriptions paid. Really tasty uh, Marvel and Star Wars content. Uh, and and with that, guys, we're, we have this was the penultimate. So our our next episode will be last as part of our Mando coverage. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us and, and, and watching this really fun show. I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to watching this with because I watch it with my wife when the whole season's over. So I'm looking forward to over break hitting it one more time. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys like to binge it every night instead of wait yeah, every exactly. Week. So we won't have to wait. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm All looking right. forward to that. Well. With that, guys, I think that we're done, and we will see you next time on The Nerd Basement, next week for the finale of Mandalorian Season 2. Yep, be safe and healthy out there, everybody, and uh, enjoy your holiday. That's it for this episode, guys. See you next week.